Welcome to Step Up to the Microphone. It's a great day to be alive. So how's life been treating you? It's treated me all right. Had a little family situation last night, but we're all good. We're all good. Always remember, take care of your family first. That is more important than doing anything like this. So we're going to get into some Bizarro World headlines. Because, you know, Bizarro World's crazy. It looks like they spiked their Mountain Dew or something. So... We'll get into that and get into the topic of the day of don't give up. Because it looks like sometimes we're just wanting to give up. So let's roll on into this thing. You know I've never been a big Hollywood follower. Never watched any other award shows or anything like that because I thought it was a waste of time. Well, it looks like more Americans are f- figuring out it's a waste of time to watch these self-loathing hypocrites sit up there on stage as, look at this, Americans tune out Hollywood in record numbers as Oscars crash to staggering all-time low. So they sat there and they preached their coronavirus, don't be hanging out with each other while they're doing it, and people are finally saying, nah, don't think so, we're not going to listen to you, we're not going to watch you anymore. We could care less about you. That is awesome. We should have done that years ago. Maybe we wouldn't be in the predicament we are in now. We have given too much credence to Hollywood. And it's time to just say no. You don't have any power over us anymore. So just get going. Go cry in your little stage in your room. Your dressing room. And deal with the fact that we really aren't paying attention to you. Because, well, let's face it, we're not. The only reason I know about the new uh, movie from Mel Gibson, The Passion of the Christ, The Second Coming, is because I was looking for something else on YouTube and it popped up. We don't pay attention to these people anymore. We've learned our lesson over the past year that those people... They're just in it for themselves, and they're willing to just, you know, trample all over us to get their way, and to talk down on us and abuse us. We're not even going to get into some of the things they do behind the scenes. Y'all know what they do, or you'll learn what they do soon. But yeah, it's always nice to see people finally waking up a little bit, and not giving these people the time of day. So, that's always great news. That just shows that maybe people are finally watching what they're putting in their mind, as well as their body. Only time will tell, we'll see. But hopefully we're paying attention to what we're putting in our mind. By not watching these people accept awards and make political speeches. And we're letting them know that they are not our false idols anymore. That we're looking for something that will actually fill us up inside and make us feel better. Not a quick box office thrill. So, let's get into another story here. 
Victimhood narrative continues to disintegrate. Well, we're watching all these Asian people get hurt. I hate saying Asian people, but they're getting attacked. But it's not by the people the media wants to say they're being attacked by. They're being attacked by Antifa and Black Lives Matter. They're not being attacked by the right-wing white people like the media likes to throw out there. And I'm getting this off an article from the Western Journal. And here's the headline right here. Another Asian attack and another black suspect as black victimhood narrative continues to disintegrate. While the left has been more than happy to jump on the hashtag Stop Asian Hate, the reality of who is often behind brutal anti-Asian beatings is rather inconvenient for their overall narrative of the white monopoly on oppression and hate. The latest chilling incident of a major inconvenience to this narrative of anti-Asian hate, a 61-year-old Chinese man who was collecting cans in Manhattan to make ends meet was brutally assaulted and is now in a medically induced coma as his devastated wife fears he may not make it. Yao Pan Ma was attacked from behind and repeatedly kicked and stomped by a man in a dark jacket and baseball cap at about 8.20 p.m. Friday at the corner of 3rd Avenue and 125th Street in Harlem, according to the police. The suspect remains at large. Hey, if y'all are up there and y'all know who it is, turn him in. We can't be letting this stuff happen. I don't care who got injured. I don't care who did it. It doesn't matter. Let's get the person that did it. It doesn't matter the race of it. Just, just get the right person in there. According to the New York Post, the victim was in a medically induced coma and listed as being critical but stable condition at Harlem Hospital as of Monday. The outlet also noted he had resorted to collecting cans after losing his restaurant job in September. He and his wife, Bao Jin Chen, came to the United States to seek a better life. Footage of the horrific attack was initially re released Saturday as the New York City Police Department sought help from the public to, to identify the suspected assailant. And there's a video on here and it's showing an African-American male. So, hey, I don't care what color you are. We don't need to be attacking each other. We don't need to be going after each other. We need to be living by 1 John. What does 1 John tell us? 1 John 4, 20 through 21. What does that tell us? It tells us to not hate, to not attack each other. You want me to read the verse? I'll read you the verse. Here's what it says in 1 John. So remember this. If a man says, I love God, and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who doesn't love his brother, whom he has seen, how can he love God, whom he has not seen? This commandment we have from him, that he who loves God should also love his brother. So it doesn't matter the color of your skin. That human being, if you're injuring them, you're hurting them, you hate them, they're your brother, they're your sister. They are a human being. Treat them right. Like I said, I don't care the, care the color of the skin of who did it. If they did it, put them, put them behind bars. Have them hit with the full extent of the law. We can't keep on this hate on hate, race on race. We cannot keep on being divided, being thrown into fear and disillusionment. It just, it needs to stop now. We need to band together. At the end of times, whenever we're in heaven, it's going to be, be of every race, every ethnicity will be of the tribe of Israel. So remember that. 
of every skin color will be members of the house of Israel. So quit hating each other. Start loving each other. Work together. Be friends. Unite. That's what we need. We need to be working in unity. Because right now, Bizarro World is kicking our butt and we're letting them. Because we won't tell them to shut up and get out of our face and unite against them. We let them to sit there and scream and kick like little children and we don't bring out the paddle and spank their butt. Well, it's time that we bring out the paddle and we put a little whooping on them by uniting and beating every little stigma that they have that they try to use against us to divide us and make us hate each other. Don't buy into it anymore. It's not worth buying into. Help each other. Just help each other. That's all I'm asking you to do. Put whatever notions you've had in the past behind you. And let's unite. So let's get into another story here. And this one is Nickelodeon pushes race propaganda on kids. Shuts down dissent before it can happen. What the heck? Why are we having these channels put on the garbage they're putting on? I can't even let my kids watch Disney anymore. Now we really can't even watch Nickelodeon. Thank goodness I canceled those subscriptions already before any of this stuff happened. But no, they're not even letting them say, hey, look, we don't agree with this. We want to unite. We want to be one. We want to be one people. One race, the human race. They're not even letting them do that. There's no dissent to it. They're going to push their critical race theory down our throats until we tell them to shut up and sit down. So, here's the article right here off the Western Journal. The children's cable channel Nickelodeon has awakened the ire of conservative Twitter and beyond with an Earth Day segment on environmental racism that it shared on Twitter, Twitter with the comments blocked. Wow. Wow. The segment was hosted by CBS News correspondent Jamie Ucas, who lectured children on environmental racism, which she dramatically told and conspiratorially told them is a form of systemic racism where minority and low-income communities are surrounded by health hazards because they live near sewage, mines, landfills, power stations, and major roads. I'm sorry. That's wrong. If you want to... Dig yourself up out of the ditch and work your way to the top, you can do it. If you want to work your way from the bottom to the top, you can do it. I know. I was dang near homeless. I had to work my way back up. I lost everything by bad decisions that I made. You can work your way from the bottom to the top. This was part of Nickelodeon's special Nick News Earth Day coverage on Thursday, which also included an interview with that guy administration climate czar, John Kerry, who's a traitor on the global impact of the Paris Climate Agreement, which is actually making our environment worse. Everything in that agreement is making our environment worse. And they don't think that. They think it's, oh, great, great. That agreement is all about control and enslaving the human race. Just like anything else these elites throw at you and say is good for you is about controlling you. But yeah, Nickelodeon didn't even want dissent on it. They didn't want any questions on it. They didn't want any backlash on it. I'm sorry. 
Whenever you don't want any backlash on something, that means you're normally a communist socialist loser. That means you're afraid that whenever you do get the backlash, you are in the wrong. Sometimes it's okay to be in the wrong. If I'm wrong about something, tell me about it. But if you don't want to have an honest adult conversation, if you don't want to have a disagreement with someone and be able to hash it out and figure out the common ground, that tells me all I need to know. You are one-sided. You will not change. You think you have to have it your way like a little crying baby. And it's time for us to tell you to kick bricks. Get out of here. We're done with you. So, I suggest if you have Nickelodeon in one of your packages on your cable or your streaming service, tell them to kick the bricks. Don't watch them. If it's an add-on package where you're paying for them monthly or you're using their Noggin app, get rid of it. Put something else on your phone like Right Now Media or Pure Flakes. Something where they're not going to teach you critical race theory and blame white people for everyone else's issues. Yeah. That's not our fault. It's not white people's fault. It's the fault that we've allowed our education system to teach people they can't dig themselves up from the bottom and get themselves to the top. So, that's not our fault. Stop doubting yourself. Stop thinking that you can't do it. Because if you try and you do it, you can. Look at Mike Lindell. Crack addict turned pillow guy turned billionaire. There are people that have done it. And they've done it well. Just, you have to sit there and buckle up and be ready for any shortcoming that could happen that could derail you. You have to quit being afraid. Because if you're afraid, you're never going to get anywhere. You have to get out of the boat and take a leap of faith. you got to be ready to walk on that water. That's the problem. No one's ready to walk on the water. They think they're going to drown as soon as they get out of the boat. No. Have faith. Have faith in your Creator. Have faith in Jesus Christ. Walk on the water. He has big plans. And He might have have had a plan for you where you start a business or something and you work your way from the bottom to the top, but you're too afraid to do it. Well, don't be. Stand up. Stand up and do it. Who knows, your idea could take on Walmart and make it to where Walmart goes bankrupt in your area, to where they have to shut their stores down. You might be able to take on Nike, and then Nike shoes really doesn't have any impact in your area because you make a better product that people like more. Who knows? You take on McDonald's. There are possibilities out there. You just have to open your mind up, be willing to look at them, and not take no for an answer you always say yes I can do it always so that gets us into our topic for the day don't give up seriously don't give up that is what the devil wants you to do as soon as you give up he wins we don't want him to win we want to crush him we want to crush his head with our heel like the little serpent serpent he is Just put his head under our heel and crush away. Yeah, he's going to strike at it and try to get at you. But you know what? Let him crouch at that door. Then kick him right there where it hurts. Let him crouch and be ready to strike and then step on his head. 
just like the curse that's on him. Step on his head and keep going. Work your way forward. Don't let him change your destiny because of fear. Because of feelings of inadequacy. Don't let him tell you that you're a loser. That you're a degenerate. That you can't do it. That's not the message you need to be hearing. If that's what you're hearing, or you're telling yourself, or you're hearing in your head, then you need to tune that out. You need to step up. If Jacob would have heard that, he would have never became Israel. If Jacob wouldn't have begged for the blessing from God during that struggle, he would have never succeeded. So beg. Claw your way to the top. Do what you have to do. Do it in the way the Holy Spirit tells you to do it. Don't sit there and be a coward. Don't back down. Stand up. Get brothers and sisters to stand up with you and help you. Quit being afraid. Fear does nothing but paralyze you. It always has. I mean, seriously, always has. We defeat the feeling of giving up by getting out of our comfort zone. Surrender. Let the Holy Spirit take the will in your life. Stay fervent in prayer. Seriously, pray all the time. If you feel like God is telling you to do something, pray about it. And don't stop praying about it. Always pray about it. Me and my wife have been praying about putting our kid in a private school. We got great news yesterday on the pricing. We thought we couldn't afford it. But God has ways of changing perspectives. He answers prayers. So you have to sit there and you have to keep praying for it and keep praying for it and keep praying for it. Don't take no for an answer. Don't let yourself be turned into a failure. The only reason you become a failure is because you allow yourself to be. Michael Jordan didn't let himself become a failure. He got cut from the basketball team in junior high. Did he let that stop him? No. He worked harder. He worked so hard that he became the best player in the world. He brought North Carolina to the Final Four. He got drafted first in the first or second in the NBA draft for the Chicago Bulls and won six championships. And if he wouldn't have retired, and this is sad because I'm a big Houston Rockets fan, then the Rockets probably wouldn't have won those two championships. But he was the best in the world in his time. He didn't back down. He didn't go and say, no, I quit. I'm not going to do it. He fought and he dug in. He clawed his way to the top. That's what you have to do. You can't be like LeBron James and sleep your way to the top and cry your way to the top. Because guess what? His fall is about to happen big time. Because he doesn't want to sit there and bust his butt the way that people like Larry Bird and Michael Jordan did. Larry Bird and Michael Jordan will always be better than LeBron James. Dr. J will always be better than LeBron James. Because they didn't quit. They kept going. So don't let the enemy get in your head and tell you that you're not good enough. That you can't do it. Do not give up. It's not worth it to give up. Giving up just means that you're letting the devil take over. That you're going to give in to fear. 
you're going to give in to feeling like a loser, a failure, a degenerate, like you're not good enough. That's the furthest thing from the truth. It will always be the furthest thing from the truth. You have to stand up for yourself. You have to make God a priority to where He can do what He needs to do to help you stand up for yourself. To be that steady foundation, that steady rock you need so you're not tripping over your own feet because the ground is shaky. So stand up. Quit letting the devil attack. You go on the offense. You attack the devil. Don't let him win. There's no reason to give up. Really, seriously. Get yourself a little army together if you need the back you need the moral support, the backbone. Put together a little army to help you out. Put together men and women that will back you up, will pray with you, keep you honest, keep you on path. Do it. It'll help. But don't give up. Life's gonna be stormy. It's gonna be feel bad. You're gonna feel demoralized sometimes. But remember, today's a great day. Tomorrow's going to be an even greater day. That's your mindset. That's how you have to keep your mindset. Because when you keep your mindset that way, the devil is going to have one hell of a time attacking you. Seriously, you keep the mindset of today's a great day, God has made it a great day, the attack from the devil, yeah, he's going to try it. I know he's done it to me. And I've forgotten it's a great day sometimes, and I felt demoralized and out of it. That attack, it'll be gone. It'll be weak. He won't be able to, to hit you. You'll have that shield of faith bouncing that attack off. You'll be able to use it like an offensive weapon and knock him smooth down. He won't have any, anywhere to go. He'll land on his butt and run off scared. So yeah, don't give up. Don't throw in the towel. Wipe the sweat off your brow, roll up the sleeves, and prepare for war. Because that's what he does. That's what the devil does right there. He's wiped, he's wiped his brow, he's rolled up his sleeves, and he's preparing to go to war with you every day. He'll go to war with you in your dreams. He'll go to war with you when you're awake. He doesn't care. He will fight you, tooth and nail, to win. To get you away from God. To make you feel like you are insignificant. You're not insignificant. So stand up and fight. Don't give up. Be a warrior. Quit struggling against being a warrior. The more you struggle, the more the devil comes in. So... Let's get into some good news because I've got some, some stories I pulled off the Western Journal today that are awesome. And, you know, if you're a fan of The Undertaker, you're really going to like one of them because, you know, it shows people can change. It shows people can go from doing crazy bad things to crazy good things just with a little faith. So let's get into our good news for the day. So like I said, got some good news from The Undertaker. 
Wrestling superstar The Undertaker appears at Christian Conference. Gives powerful testimony. I wasn't living my life for God. You know, a bunch of fans of The Undertaker. He was one of the great ones when he was wrestling. So, this is awesome. It really is, because it shows that anyone can come to God. And God isn't picky. So here's some quotes from him. And he, his wife, Michelle McCool, which she was a babe back during the day, I'm not going to lie, got him into church. So thank you, Jesus, for that. But here's some quotes from, from The Undertaker. I've always believed in God. I just didn't lead my life that way. I lived a pretty excessive lifestyle, and I didn't have, you know, I believed in God. But I wasn't living my life for God, he said. But the undertaker went to church. He went to church. He was thinking, I'm going to walk in there and the rafters are going to start shaking. I believe in God. I'm good. Just, I don't know, want to, you know, it's not going to work. These are excuses he had. There's a reason they call him the Almighty, because his house was able to withstand it. Another fear the preacher would judge him for his character or his lifestyle also turned out to be unfounded. I was thinking, okay, alright, the pastor's going to see me, he's going to throw fire and brimstone right at me, sinner, sinner. And it was nothing like that. So, you see, he had fears. You know, and I think about it more and more. Christians love to throw fire and brimstone. We need to stop. The undertaker was terrified of it. Here's another quote from this article. I found myself from being kind of tense and pensive to kind of leaning in and like, wow, this is, you know, this is this is pretty cool. This is, yeah. And that started my journey back to leading my life the way I should. He was, even though he was raised in a Catholic home, Callaway said... I wouldn't have been able to recite any kind of scripture whatsoever that first day. It was the start of my journey realizing that there was a whole other part of life that I was missing out on. And I'm not perfect. I'm, I'm still, you know, I'm still in my process. I'm getting there. But I spend, you know, I spend a lot more time these days reading my Bible. That's great news. You know, so many people look up to him. They, they think of him like this big, great idol. Well, he's proved he's a man. He's proved that he needs Jesus too. And that's going to bring people to God right there. So here's one more story for good news today, and then we'll wrap it up. And here we go. Here's this one right here. Woman fosters over 80 infants in 34 years. This is what God, God's handed me a gift to do. This is something cool right here. At 78, many women are enjoying their time as grandmas, getting to spend quality time with their grandbabies without shouldering the burden of the work. Some grandparents are doing the noble and necessary work of raising their grandchildren because of extenuating family circumstances. And a select few, including Linda Owens, are functioning as primary caregivers for babies that aren't related to them. Babies they might never see again. Over the course of 34 years, Owens has cared for 81 babies, single and retired from her job, as a department manager at a grocery store, she has turned her attention to the littlest lives who desperately need her help and as she sees as her divine calling. You know, I'm going to say something and some people might get offended. These babies, these children, they need positive role models. 
especially the foster children who are never going to know their biological parents in most cases. So this is great. They're getting someone that actually is going to love on them to take care of them. The oldest child, Owens Foster, is now 37, and some still keep in touch, emailing and visiting as they can. But Owens isn't done yet. She recently took in her her 81st foster baby and hasn't indicated she's planning on retiring anytime soon from this all-important job. So she plans on doing this for a long time. That's great. We need people that will do stuff like this. It's so awesome to see stuff like this. Well, that's all we got for today, y'all. Hope y'all enjoyed. Y'all have a great day, and God bless. Remember, if you liked it, hit that like button and subscribe.